0: Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, Redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Beijing Dr. Douchebag, Crash Gladys, get in crash position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the freak. Calling all
1: Goodbye, your friends at ISM Raceway, ismraceway.com, that big old fat track outside of Phoenix. And that semifinal race coming up in November, go to ismraceway.com, get your tickets now. That race on Sunday afternoon will sell out. Get your spaces for that RV, get your friends together, and get your tickets at ismraceway.com. How you doing, man? We're going to hear from IndyCar Series winner, Road America, Alexander Rossi will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Also, we're going to hear from, dig this, Ice Cube and Nancy Lieberman. Yeah, how did those two get paired together? We'll share that with you this hour. Ice Cube and Nancy Lieberman here in the Freak Nation. Andrew Hines, pro stock motorcycle pilot, is doing something this year that not too many people in all of motorsports are doing, including winning this weekend in Norwalk. He'll be joining us. And Edwin Evers, one of the biggest names in all of Major League Fishing. (laughs) He'll be joining us in the second hour, stat man, you got your waiters on to do a little bit of fishing and indie car and drag racing tonight.
2: Indy car, fishing, and drag racing—that's as freak as you can get.
3: Oh, oh, oh! Don't you dare forget Ice Cube. Let's just throw the oh, big three basketball in there as
2: well. <laughs> that, you can't get any freaker than that. You got—we got, we got a, a rapper, a a, <laughs> a rapper, a fisher, and. Uh, What do we call Rossi? Uh, A winner. There you go.
3: Two mega winners this year, Andrew Hines and Alexander Rossi. And need we say, I mean, this isn't officially our anniversary show, but it's coming up this week. I believe our official anniversary show will be next Sunday night in the Freak Nation. But guys, happy almost 19-year anniversary. Yeah, right. Speaking of freak.
1: Two days, it'll be... 19 years. So the next show will be our anniversary show.
2: (laughs) One station, one hour, one mic. That's right. And
1: the audio from that first show, Statman.
4: I'm about to whip somebody's ass.
3: (laughs) Probably sums it up quite nicely.
1: There's that and there's (laughs) about every other week. Was us in the in the in the ring trying to get down with somebody.
3: <laughs> oh. We tried to be so different. I mean, we're different anyway. And it's good that we came to know that after just a couple of years of existence because we kept trying to force our differences on people so early and people were probably laughing at us like, duh. You got a black man, you got a chick, and you got a guy that well, who knows if he's gay or straight. <laughs> and here you guys Hey-o. are here you guys are touching what? talking motorsports.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that guy that's uh, not so straight and not so gay has a beautiful five year half year old. Oh
3: god Oh wow, and there's his wife. And if that so... doesn't,
1: if that doesn't set the stage for tonight's show
2: <laughs> that's true that's this this first three minutes is as freak as you can get i mean you can't get any freaker than this the only thing the only thing we ought to have serious business i don't know if you still have this kenny is the the uh one pilot tape that we did there on on coinga uh when we were screaming at each other and jumping in each other's face and pointing fingers i don't think uh Crash was was we had a different crash at that one, but right. If you could if you could get that show, that that is hilarious. <laughs> we should we should pull out segments of that if you have it. Poltiac, kiss
1: my butt. <laughs> oh man, it's speed freaks 19 on years, baby. yeah. Nineteen years ago, nineteen years ago in two thousand. Stat, crash. There's this thing going to be called tw- Twitter, uh, tw- Twitter where we can instantaneously text people on our computer, on our phone, on our I iP- What are you yeah. trying
3: to Did your- any of that? Okay, we had cell phones in 2000. Yeah. Nothing was a smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> they were dumb phones back then, that's for sure. Our Internet. Guys, AOL. Or wouldn't Netscape ring any bells? <laughs> Dial up? That's what we were basically doing our research on for the shows.
1: Crasher, every damn day I'm emailing statman at earthlink.net. Yes, he I mean, still does has tell his tell
2: original email. <laughs> yes. Hey, you know, I got, a, I got involved with Earthlink when they were over a smorgasbord next to Griffith Park. And, uh, you know, you would sent in, you left a phone message for service, of support. And they promise to okay, call you back she... within 24 hours.
1: <laughs> 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 and if there's one thing, maybe outside of women, that's more important to Statman, it's customer freaking service. Coming up, oh, yeah. we're going to regroup with affiliates, Speed Freaks Fitz and Lucas Hole Studios.
0: Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks.
1: Welcoming in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. It's Speed Freaks from the Lucasol Studios. How you doing? Stat man. Crash Gladys. Kenny Sargent. Yours truly. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. The website, speedfreaks.tv. A big damn show for you tonight. Coming up in moments, your IndyCar Series winner from Road America, Alexander Rossi. He's going to be here. The significance of Ice Cube and Women's basketball professional superstar back in the day and has played a significant role with women in the NBA, Nancy Lieberman. Those two are teaming up. They're going to be joining us. Also, Andrew Hines, NHRA Pro Stock winner, will be here in the Freak Nation. The first crash cloud is Pitt News and notes brought to you by Goodfins General Tire. Do yourself a friend. Do your friends and your family a favor. Roll on General Tire at GeneralTire.com.
3: When you roll on General Tires, you win, you dominate, and that's pretty much the name of the game today in almost all forms of racing, sheer domination. No matter if your name was NASCAR, IndyCar, or Formula One, that's what happened on road courses today. Let's start with F1, where Lewis Hamilton easily drove to victory in the French GP, but he made sure fans knew not to blame the drivers going forward for what have mostly been boring races this year. For many of his comments, his quotes, head over to racer.com. Can you say that same in IndyCar today? I mean, yeah, the race was indeed commanded by Andretti Autosports' Alexander Rossi, which we will hear from him in about 20 minutes. But at least in the land of Brats and Beers up in Wisconsin, there was a lot more activity going on behind him, from Scott Dixon's spin to Penske teammates' power and Newgarden getting after it. But Rossi did set a record for leading the most laps ever at Elkhart Lake. 54 of the 55 laps around that four-mile course. That's insane. And now Rossi is just seven little points behind Joseph Newgarden for that season championship. Speaking of strategies, Martin Truex showed all of NASCAR that his plan was the one to pay off on the road course. Well, it's Sonoma and wine country. William Byron may have won the first stage and Denny Hamlin the second, but Truex just drove away from the field after Kyle Busch's final pit stop. Sure, the gap to Busch ended up being only 1.8 seconds, but to third place and everyone else, 34 seconds and more here's a fun fact all three of those road courses yes all three f1 indycar nascar all of them caution free today i really don't know if that has ever happened with all three series turning left and right nhra drag race in norwalk ohio where the 2019 big guns just keep winning steve torrance bob Tasca, chris mcgaha and andrew Hines. andrew Hines showing up in one hour baby
0: Freaks, Motorsports Radio Redefined.
1: Well, it's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and, of course, rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged style to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling with speed freaks since 2001.
6: You're Mav TV.
0: You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
7: I can't do this way stronger,
1: to survive. Funny thing happened the other day when your show is about to celebrate 19 years in 2 days that you outlive A name synonymous with calling NASCAR races. Darrell Waltrip calling it quits today for Sonoma, 19 years from when he started. Another one that we beat out with our tenure (laughs) in the Freak Nation.
7: Yeah,
3: but at least it's his decision to step away. I mean, we could laugh at some other media outlets that we've beat out in our tenure. It's because they were forced to to get out of the game or just forced to quit because of no more sponsorship or or forced to quit because they had no ratings. But at least with, with Waltrip, I mean, you said it succinctly in a tweet, I believe, Kenny, Waltrip is part of the fabric of NASCAR. So his choosing to walk away is what makes this kind of a, kind of a happy celebration. I mean, some people don't want to see him go whatsoever, but it's it's at least on his terms.
1: Stat man, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sarge at Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. This segment brought to you by our friends at Bubba Burger. Do yourself a favor when you're hanging out there in the backyard, maybe up in the mountains by the beach with a big old fat cookout, make sure you're cooking out some Bubba Burgers, bacon cheddar, onion, jalapeno, vegetarian. I could go on and on and on. Check out your favorite grocery store, frozen food section. You'll never buy a better burger than a Bubba. Statman, I wasn't following NASCAR as intently when we initially started Speed Freaks. I'd followed it for a few years for a television station that you and I were both working for at the time, but n- n- never during the the heavy times of Darryl Waltrip dominating. It, Darryl Waltrip and what he means to NASCAR. The last 19 years in the booth, he's just become synonymous with calling nascar races and you go back to his driving his days in the car which do you think means more or has meant more to to the sport
2: well i think without question the him in the car and for this reason he came online with a a sponsor oh uh it was a it's a soda pop uh, sponsor, and I can't think of the name right now, but its logo was green. And at the time, they didn't want to race with green cars on the track. Uh, right. it, in fact, there was when they first had the international race of champions, they had um, a green Camaro in the year two. And they wouldn't the NASCAR guys wouldn't race against the green Camaro on the track. So they painted the car black and that car won all the races that year. <laughs> that's how stupid they were. So it, it, by the way, Mountain as, Dew. Yeah, Mountain Dew. That's right. As an aside, uh, I was on a plane once and I don't know why, but I happen to be sitting in first class, beautiful blonde sitting next to me. So what do you do? You get in a conversation with the beautiful blonde. It turns out she was, her last name was Gardner. And Die Guard Racing was who um, Waltrip drove for. And she told me some of the background stories of uh, why they didn't want to race with the car and the fights they had with NASCAR and how he broke, shall we say, the color barrier. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> In NASCAR just to get them to allow him to race with a, a, a green. Uh, wrap or green paint on the car it was the I almost said something that he would have had to call triple F for it wasn't intelligent on the part of NASCAR and one of the best drivers they've ever had Uh, they wanted to keep off the track only because he had a green uh, logo on his car that's that is how far uh, Darrell Waltrip has brought NASCAR out of the Dark Ages.
8: Wow, I mean, and that's just
3: other drivers' superstitions and allowing them to control NASCAR and not allowing a certain color on the track. How bizarre does that sound?
2: Yeah, well, you you cannot, you can't find, you know, just like the some of the people who fought against our craziness at the beginning 19 years ago are in jail. They weren't sent across. They, you know, they, would, they didn't retire from racing. They weren't asked to leave racing. They didn't decide to leave racing on their own terms. A cop came in the parking lot and threw cuffs on the guy and put <laughs> him in jail for, for standing up against the speed freaks. <laughs>
1: oh. <Yep. laughs> Darrell Waltrip, this was his last race to call for NASCAR. As part of the Fox broadcast, he done, he gone. And I couldn't think of one other call that was more high and low. And frankly, there wasn't a more synonymous call for me for Darrell Walter to get over the boogity, boogity, boogity. There was the Michael McDowell call that he had at Texas Motor Speedway. There was a time when he called the car of tomorrow, ugly. But the call that he made for his brother winning the Indy 500. Daytona 500. Daytona 500, sorry. Daytona 500 was so much joy. He was crying on air. A grown man in NASCAR crying on air. Oh, my God, the humanity. What? Yeah. And then going directly into, oh, my gosh, I hope Dale is okay. There's not a bigger call than Daryl Waltrip in that call where his brother wins the Daytona 500 and then – realizes that we may have lost the biggest name in nascar
3: and oh by the way welcome to broadcasting that was his first race
2: yeah at least
3: his first weekend yeah
2: the look in his eyes uh crash was so telling uh even when we didn't know that uh dale earnhardt was in trouble uh he could tell because of his experience in racing Mm -hmm. He could tell that that didn't look good. And while he was saying that, you know, calling the end of the race, whenever you look at that uh, video, uh, look at his eyes as he turns from the track and looks back down the track. And the bottom half of his face is happy as he's calling the track, but his eyes are really sad. He knows that something uh, uh, desperate has happened.
3: Yeah, he can tell by I I don't know if it was Sterling Marlin that was the first driver to Dale Earnhardt Sr. But yeah, first of all, the net the window net doesn't go down. Then he sees the reaction of Sterling Marlin and or other or I forget who the driver was that was right up there. It might not have been Sterling because Sterling the fans were going after him for other stuff, which was so insane. But yeah, he the combination of the activity that was going on post race in such an instant, and plus who knows what radios he had, whether it's in his ear or at least in the room. The, you know, of telling them of what codes that they needed for the emergency medical team. Yeah. He, he knew, he knew. And you're exactly right. The eyes hindsight, of course, is 2020 for us, but we can look back now and say he knew it right in his eyes, right then and there.
2: He had, Go ahead. He, stat. he had, uh, if you look at the video of Earnhardt's car hitting the wall, the rear axle housing and tire goes so far in, uh, into the wheel well, into the body of the car, you could tell the force and anybody that has raced as much as he had knew that that yeah. was a terrible hit knew immediately that that was a terrible hit. And, um, uh, you, I can't get over the fact that I was, I keep saying it, his eyes tell you that something, uh, was desperately wrong with that accident.
1: Statman Crash Gladys Kenny Sarge at Speed Freaks on a Sunday night talking about Daryl Waltrip, and the most infamous call of his career was unfortunately the first race of his career in announcing for the Daytona 500 the joy of his brother winning the Daytona 500 for Dale Earnhardt, and then Dale Earnhardt losing his life in that same race. Coming up next, his name is Alexander Rossi. Got himself a big win at Road America, but first your Statman Scat. Good evening, my fellow citizens. Instead, man, to it. provide guidance to mankind...
2: Now, I'm not sure I understand all the drawing board rules of the new world sports car category that's being called hypercars, but I do understand that hypercars will expand hybrid technology, electrification, and production-based machines at the tip of world sports car racing. I think that's a wonderfully good thing, and evidently manufacturers are seeing it that way as well. This top class will replace the uber-expensive LMP1 category with lap times approximately equal to what's now LMP1. Too. That alone indicates the rulebook will tilt toward production-based machines, even though prototypes will be allowed. Ford's departure from GT racing to consider a hypercar program will tell you that manufacturers are interested in less expensive machinery that somehow makes people think showroom and not wish world. Now, if only the NASCAR-based IMSA program would get on board for the US. Peace.
0: Motorsports Radio Redefined.
9: Guys, you manscape, right? You know, tidy up below the belt? Trim the Yeti? Every guy knows the tree stands taller when the shrubs are trimmed, and 9 out of 10 women said that they prefer their men manscaped. But you gotta use the right tools for the jewels, or you look like you clear cut the forest with a machete. And nicks and cuts are the last thing the twins down south need. Pop over to my buds at manscaped.com and check out their Perfect Package 2.0 featuring the lawnmower, which is the perfect tool for below-the-waist grooming. And it's rechargeable and waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. Manscaped invented skin-safe technology that won't nick or snag Mars or Uranus, which hurts like the Dickens when Jupiter ascends. Order your Perfect Package 2.0 featuring all the right tools for the jewels and get 20% off plus free shipping and a free travel bag Pop over to Manscaped.com and enter promo code USA for 20% off, plus free shipping and a free travel bag. Manscaped.com, promo code USA. That's Manscaped.com, promo code USA.
8: Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine. And enter the code SPORTS at checkout for $20 off. That's myevos.com. M-Y-E-V-O-Z dot com.
10: Pedro Fernandez here. You might know me as the host of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but this time I'm here to talk about that four-letter word everybody dreads, pain. If you have back pain or knee pain like I do, hey, you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. I'm talking about if Medicare is your primary medical insurance, and guess what? You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain, hey, makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for your back, ankle, knee, or shoulder, guess what?
1: At Speed Freaks on Twitter and of course the website speedfreaks.tv, Lucas Hole Studios is where we do this damn thing. Alexander Ross has been at the Freak Nation plenty of times and he does it again uh, tonight after a big win. I say it's a big win for many, many reasons, with these runner up finishes, Alexander, you talk about motivation. How how does a driver and crew chiefs and team owners how how does that how do you guys motivate each other? Is it verbally? Is it just eye contact? Is it working out together? What the hell is it to motivate each other?
11: Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of just unspoken that, you know, this group of guys on the 27 car have been together since 2017. And, you know, we've, when you get a taste of a victory, you, you want to keep tasting it, I guess is the easiest way to explain it. And, and, um, you know, they, they work tirelessly week in and week out and, and to try and give us the best opportunity that we can every single weekend to try and win races. And, you know, it, It it was tough finishing second, I think, as much as we did this past month. But um, that's probably the motivator, to answer your question, is we got tired of finishing runner-up, and we were willing to to kind of do whatever it took to to try and change that today.
3: So, Alexander Rossi, there's no beer stories or no prank stories or anything to tell of what what got you out of this second-place finishing slump and into the winner's circle yet again.
11: No, I think that there was just no yellow flag, so that was pretty much what did it for us today.
2: <laughs> Alexander Rossi, a record win at Road America today. You led 54 of 55 laps, a record. What was in your hot rod that wasn't in anybody else's?
11: Um, you know, I think it's just it's a small window. You know, to, to get these Indy cars in, in that window it requires a, a lot of precision and fine-tuning, and if you're outside that window by a little bit, I mean... I think you see the results of today. I mean, we we had a car that was kind of on that same level in Phoenix last year, and unfortunately I, I made a mistake and it cost us a win, and we finished third instead. Um, so to be able to kind of have that car again, I mean, I think it's something that maybe comes down comes around once a year, if that. So um, when you have those opportunities, you got to make sure you capitalize on them.
3: IndyCar winner now just seven points out of the championship lead. Alexander Rossi joining us here in the Freak Nation. And... You talk about how it's the car. Well, the car is only part of the equation. Rossi, you are an amazing driver. What you do with your pedal is different than so many of the other guys in that paddock area. And Colton Herta referred to that this weekend. After he got the poll, he was asked about who with the Andretti drivers helps him some of the most. And he said he really likes working with you. But he also went on to say, but your driving style is something he just can't mimic because what you do is so unique. So... You as a driver, give yourself some little bit of credit.
11: Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. But at the end of the day, you can be the best driver in the world. And, and if you don't have a car, you're not going to do anything. So um, it's this is much more of a team effort than, than people give it a credit for. And, um, you know, these these guys are, are doing a great job. The whole Andretti Autosport organization is is really, you know, working at a high level right now. I think, you know, Ryan is, was really fast all weekend and obviously um, had, had some unfortunate luck in qualifying. Otherwise, you would have been right there with us throughout the whole race. So, um, you know, it's not just my car. It's, it's really all four of us, um, you know, are, are, are pushing each other to, to be better each week. And I think we're seeing the, the fruits of the labor there.
3: More of a team effort in IndyCar or Formula One?
11: Oh, definitely IndyCar. I mean, Formula One, you <laughs> hate your teammate and you try everything you can to beat them and, and uh, screw them over. So it's nice to, to, to get away from that and, and to, continually um you know work in a positive direction with with my three teammates here and um you know be be pushing each other to be better each each and every time we get in a race
2: car Alexander Rossi IndyCar winner at Road America today when you roll into this historic facility at Road America do you have any connection to it does it feel like a hometown track does it feel new what comes into your mind when you roll into this place um
11: I don't don't know. I mean, I I don't think it's a difficult... I think it's been a good track for us in the past. We haven't gotten really good results here, um, but it's not one I dislike. We've already gotten that one out of the way, and that's in Barber, so I'm glad that, uh, you know, (laughs) we're past that part of the season, and, um, you know, all the tracks coming up now, um, I I love driving that, and I love getting the opportunity to race that, and Road America is no exception. I mean, it's such an amazing fan turnout here, and um, to see the excitement and feel the energy of, of the crowd is, is pretty awesome, and, and we love coming here. It's a beautiful part of the world, and um, you know, I'm glad that the rain held off for, for all the spectators that were here cheering us on today.
3: All right, Alexander Rossi, you just put Joseph Newgarden on notice. He's seven points ahead of you. You just said that you like these tracks coming up a lot. What is it going to take for you to keep him behind you so that you can vault into this championship points lead?
11: Well, I don't know. I mean, I like these tracks, but he's won at Toronto and Iowa, and I haven't. So, um, you know, there's a lot of work ahead of us for sure, and um, we'll start that process uh, pretty much tomorrow morning. Bam,
1: Alexander Rossi, your winner from Road America, joining the freaks. Thank you, Alexander.
11: No problem. Thank you, guys.
3: Sweet, short, to the point. Bam. Formula One. Hate your teammates. Wait, what?
1: Is that a <laughs> huh? is that a bucket list track, Crasher? And I say that specifically for the racing, not the ambiance, the significance of the track, the history, camping, the location, but for the racing.
3: You'd have to ask drivers that because it is a love hate place. This is the track where a deer hit Cristiano DeMata back in the early 2000s, and he was. I, he was hit pretty hard. Let's just put it that way. Um, oh, yeah, he was. Catherine Leg has had some pretty severe issues at this track. It's, it's you either love it or you hate it. I, I there's just not a middle ground. It's a four mile plus track in duration. It, that's why there's only 55 laps, because every lap is four miles. It, you lose radio control with your pits at times on the backside of the track. Again, it's you'd have to ask the drivers that question.
1: Stat has this track seen its day.
2: Oh, no, 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 please, no. We can't have all cookie-cutter, mile-and-a-half, 12-turn no, right. tracks. Uh, and he just said that one of the ones that most everybody likes at Barber, that he strongly dislikes it. So, no, this it hasn't seen its day. you got to have something different. you got to go uh, elevation changes in and out of the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, The carousel, the, uh, you know, just different turns. The big hill climb going up towards the start finish.
3: Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The sharp right at the end and turn one. Uh, That's where Rossi maybe won the race Mm -hmm. because he went around the outside of um, Colton Herta on the first turn of the first lap. And it probably unnerved to so much that Herda wasn't really competitive after that.
1: <laughs> There's times when I watch Alexander Rossi race, and if all cars were created equal, even to Scott Dixon to a degree, I watch Alexander drive, and he would win every race. I just think he's a special driver.
3: You really should find – just anybody listening right now, if, if you're even an inkling of an IndyCar fan, you should find the comments that Colton Herta said about Alexander Rossi this weekend and what Rossi has taught him throughout this his rookie season, Colton Herta's rookie season. And he said it's just what he does with the pedal, there is absolutely no way any other driver could do what he does and make it work. Things that he's seeing from the data that comes back – is that, no, That that's not supposed to work. You should be off the track if you're driving like that. You should be spinning. You should be – how does he keep it under control? But he does. He takes risks that other drivers just either don't know how to do or just won't do. But Rossi makes them work. It's crazy.
1: Stat that's
2: man, the discipline see, from
1: – Let's say you see that from Alexander as well, and I, I know exactly where you're going. Go ahead.
2: No, that's the discipline from F1 he was uh, he was so uh his skill set so fit f1 but there's only four cars four and a half cars in f1 that are going to win a race and he wasn't in a, a mercedes or a ferrari or one of the red bulls so uh he he just didn't have the opportunity to shine but in order to get speed out of some of the slower cars you have to learn how to do magic like what Herta was describing uh, in order to get a slow car, a, a 20th place car, a 15th place car to get it into the top 10. And he did that even on a difficult track like Shanghai, where he had no runoff uh, street course at night.
1: Statman crashed. Gladys Kenny Sergeant, we're talking about the results that alexander rossi continued to deliver for the indycar series leading up to this race second place second place second place and then
3: yeah it was indy 500 detroit texas second place second place second place yeah he was a little frustrated
1: and finally eclipses second place with a big win at road america coming up this hour ice cube will be joining us here in the freak nation he's teamed up with Pro basketball superstar. And I say that for both leagues. What Nancy Lieberman has done in the National Basketball Association, breaking barriers for women in men's basketball, let alone her being on the Mount Rushmore of women's professional basketball and women's basketball in general. They've teamed up for the Big Three League, three-on-three, three, where the biggest na- biggest names in the National Basketball Association – association that aren't playing now are playing against each other so ice cube and nancy lieberman will be joining us coming up next segment Uh, next hour andrew hines nhra pro stock motorcycle pilot doing something this year that not a whole lot of folks are doing in motorsports we'll get to that and edwin evers thanks to our friends at general tire one of the biggest names in all of major league fishing it's that kind of show freaks be a part of it speed freaks on a sunday night Lucas Hole studios
0: Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
1: Anywhere is possible with General Tire's wide variety of tires for whatever it is that you drive. Whether you're looking for off-road capability balanced with impressive on-road performance or ultra-high performance offering all-season traction designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has what you need to get where you're going. General Tire, proving anywhere is possible with Speed Freaks since 2001. and get
0: awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
1: You're back with Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Lucas Oil Studios, thank you guys for hanging out. The website, speedfreaks.tv. We're there for you on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Speedfreaks.com. Earlier, we caught up with Ice Cube and Nancy Lieberman. Ice Cube, not much need of an introduction. We know what he's meant to music and, of course, movies. But Nancy Lieberman, maybe. She is the OG. You go way back into the late 70s, early 80s for the first women's professional basketball league and really the barriers that she's broken throughout the NBA. And Ice Cube, who started the Big Three League, which got cranking last Friday night on the CBS Sports Network, He teamed up with Nancy Lieberman, I believe, a year ago. Uh, She comes out and wins a freaking championship as she's coaching one of the teams in the Big Three League. Some of the biggest names that have ever played in basketball are part of the Big Three. And I asked Ice Cube, frankly, you have all these men running around there, big ballers in the Big Three League. Uh, How do you connect with Nancy Lieberman to bring her into the league and for her to be one of the front runners on your publicity tour for the Big Three League this week?
4: Yeah, um... Last year, I mean, the first year, year one, we, we went to Dallas and, um, you know, Rick Berry walked over and he had Nancy Lieberman with him. And he was like, Cube uh, Nancy's going to help me do a little assisted coaching today, you know. And I was like, really? I said, y'all finally going to win a the game then. <laughs> <laughs> we lost. And, uh, <laughs> and so – you know, after that, when we had a a, a vacancy, when um, Clyde Drexler became our commissioner, we was like looking for like a great, you know, Hall of Fame uh, caliber coach to come in and and join our other Hall of Fame coaches. And um, Nancy, uh, we were all thinking like, wouldn't it be cool if Nancy really wanted to be part of the league and coach and um, you know, I think Clyde was like, well, let's call her up and see, you know, if she's interested. And then that kind of got the ball rolling. Um, and then I had a conversation with Nancy, and, you know, we, we gave our best pitch. And, um, you know, she kind of broke it down at the end and said, hey, Cube, you know, I'm going to ask you a question. Like, why do you want me as a coach? And uh, I said, you know, I think you can win the championship. And, you know, I meant that because, you know, her attention to detail is just, you know, unmatched. So it happened. It came true. Nancy won the championship, first year coaching power, you know, extremely proud of her and extremely proud of, of the big three leadership group for, for making that decision because we, we don't want any kind of uh, – you know, charity here. You know, we want people coming in that's ready to win, that's going to play at a high level, coach at a high level, and uh, try to get a championship.
1: The reason I bring that up, Nancy, because you're talking to a kid at 17 or 16, 17 years old, growing up in Dallas, who saw you with the Dallas Diamonds. My mother took me to see you with the Dallas Diamonds. It was either at Moody Coliseum or Dallas Convention Center, and I realized at that point that you, you were a baller. So I'm and, look, I've, I, and I've interviewed Ice Cube a couple of times. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised to be talking to you, Nancy. you got to understand that.
12: Well, thank you. Uh, and someone who's lived in Dallas now for 39 years, uh, we did play at Moody Coliseum, and it was uh, that was a very important time in my life with the Diamonds, and we won the championship. And uh, it really got my professional career uh, going uh, as far as women's leagues at that time. But quite frankly, if you would have told me, you know, 20 years ago that I'd be sitting here with Ice Cube, we'd be, you know, working in tandem together, uh, I I don't know that I would have believed that that would ever happen. But we are supposed to be here. It's not by happenstance. It's his hard work. It's his vision. It's his dream. I'm a part of that. And uh, I take that seriously. Because we want this uh, Big Three to be so successful uh, as we continue to grow together, as we get on CBS and the masses start seeing how amazing the talent is on the basketball court, the high IQ, the skill level, the physicality. These guys are not in their 60s, they're, they're in their, their 30s, and they still want to play, and they can still ball, and they're playing. For something sometimes that's bigger than themselves, they're playing for a championship in front of the fans that grew up watching them. So we all have we we all have something that we're getting from this opportunity to play in the Big Three. And if Ice Cube doesn't create this league, we're doing something else. And maybe you're not seeing me coach on the sidelines, or you're not seeing Jason Terry play basketball anymore, or Maurice Stoudemire, or Corey Maggette. So he's really changed the opportunities for us uh, on a very personal level, and we're all very grateful to him.
3: The something that I'm getting from this, Nancy Lieberman and Ice Cube joining us here in the Freak Nation, is that <laughs> almost finally it's not a female in the headlines of sports for being doing something and, and breaking barriers. It's like... Holy cow, you came in in your first year and won a championship, and you're just proving that, yes, we can finally put this female dialogue to the
12: side because you're just plain badass. We know that we're capable. Women are capable of doing anything, whether it's running for president, whether it's being a CEO, whether it's being uh, an artist, uh, you know, at the highest level, a a movie star. Why, Why can't we be basketball coaches? See, I don't have to play against these guys any longer. That was the hard part, the physicality. But why can't I coach them? Why can't we help them show them what a championship mentality and preparation and discipline looks like? But, again, if you peel the onion back, if we're not given this opportunity by somebody who actually, you know, gives a damn and wants to open up that door and, you know, wants to show the world what equality truly is, so I have to continue to go back to Ice Cube because if this, this man doesn't hire me, uh, then we're not having this conversation. He's changing culture for decades to come. Little kids that don't even know who we are are going to say, I can do this because I saw her do this. I saw Lisa Leslie do this. And that's because a man—we can't say men are holding us back. A man gave us this this opportunity to shine. So Ice
3: Cube, I guess the the next natural question is—is is Nancy Lieberman going to be in the final movie of Friday? I mean, you got to cast her in something now too.
4: Uh, yeah, why not, man? She could do it all, so I'm pretty sure she can act too. You know, I've seen her, you know, uh, do some amazing things, uh, break barriers, break uh, ceilings. Um, and be fearless, you know, I'm pretty sure if we put a camera in front of her, you know, she'll she'll come out on top.
2: We're talking with two legends, Ice Cube and Nancy Lieberman. Both are involved in what's becoming a legend itself, the big three, three three-on-three basketball league. Ice Cube, do you still look at this as a basketball fan and get amazed at some of the players that are coming into the league, or is this just a business for you?
4: Nah, man, this is like dream come true to be able to kick it and talk, sit down, just have a conversation with Iceman, George Gervin, you know, be able to have a conversation with Rick Berry. Rick Berry texts me, you know, he has the dirtiest jokes, you know what I'm saying, but I would never know that if I wasn't in this league uh, to, to hang with Michael Cooper and talk trash with Rick Mahorn. um, Nancy Lieberman, you know, um, always, you know, uh, poignant and, and, and telling us about the ins and outs and X's and O's of basketball. Um, and, you know, just like, you know, it's a dream to come to the arena. It's a dream to have conference calls with these guys. And and uh, it's, it's just a dream to be around basketball on the inside and not just, you know, um, you know, I'm more than Drake. You know, Drake is a fan. You know, who buys <laughs> tickets and sit there. I'm a fan who uh, makes sure the seats are there. So it, it's it's kind of cool to be on the inside.
3: Well, hold on though, <laughs> Ice Cube, would you at least rub Nancy Lieberman's shoulders like like Drake did with Nick Nurse? <laughs> uh,
4: you know, uh, if, if she win the championship again, you know, she definitely might get you know uh, a little bit of uh, rub here and there. You know, for our show. <laughs> I <laughs> make sure she loses so she can three-peat. So, uh, Boom. you know, championship, you know, we'll see.
2: This might be a sticky question for Ice Cube. When you look at Magic, Magic Johnson of the short shorts and Showtime Lakers, but he left recently, a controversial departure, is he still the Magic of Showtime, or is he something else now?
4: No, Magic is, he's always going to be Magic. I don't see him in a different light. Magic can do no wrong. You know how much joy he's brought to not only the Lakers, but to basketball fans, you know. The NBA wouldn't be where it is without Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, Michael Jordan. Um, So, he can do no wrong when it comes to basketball, you know. And, and, you know, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody, uh, you know, uh, has decisions that you might not agree with, but as far as You know, my feelings for Magic, that'll never change.
2: And, Nancy Lieberman, I'm going to ask you to be a fan a bit now. The WNBA is the highest form of women's basketball right now. Who's your favorite player in the WNBA?
12: Well, I played against uh, Cynthia Cooper, and she was – everything is advertised. And when I was coaching in the WNBA, uh, I couldn't stand her because we were trying to shut her down. She was that good, so (laughs) – uh she won four championships she was mvp she was pretty tough
1: nancy lieberman ice cube it's the big three freak nation gets cranky tonight cbs cbs sports again it's a pleasure to get both of you here in the freak nation nancy lieberman ice cube thank you guys good luck to you for the 2019 season go
4: defend yeah yeah no problem
1: Again, that was last week with Ice Cube and Nancy Lieberman here in the Freak Nation. Statman, via our texting during that interview, I think that's so right, Stat. Our show so far is pretty much <laughs> synonymous with <laughs> with what we've done for 19 years when you have Ice Cube, Nancy Lieberman, and one of the greatest anglers in the history of mankind joining us next hour, Statman. That about sums up 19 years, doesn't it?
2: Well, you haven't thrown in the Scorpions. You haven't thrown in uh, Motorhead. You haven't thrown in. uh, uh, We ate pizza. We could go on the people you know from the music world uh, and the Scorpion setting off the alarm at the Peterson (laughs) Museum. I mean, come on.
3: They (laughs) had to get in the Scorpion,
2: right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's. You cannot find a more freakish guest list than the guest list we've had in the last 19 years. Just the guest list we had when we were doing the Daily Show on Sirius. That was stunning. (laughs) We had everything from Drew Pearson to uh, Jim Lampley. I mean, (laughs) I'm the freaks. Come on.
1: There was a gentleman, Statman, you didn't hear this interview that we had on our daily show, Anthony Vestal, who now works with uh, Bristol Motor Speedway. He's head of communications with that group now. And we know him, of course, from the NHRA in Pomona.
2: What Anthony, it, don't call me Tony. Yeah, exactly. right.
1: Exactly. <laughs> 17, 18, or 20 years at least with the NHRA. Now he's with Bristol. And we were out at Bristol Motor Speedway doing a show a couple of weeks ago. And we had him on because we wanted to talk a little bit about that. Tennessee Virginia Tech football game that was in the middle of Bristol Motor Speedway, and one of the first things that came out of his mouth was, I don't know if Crash, or, I'm sure you caught this. Oh yeah. Was him flat out saying that yes, you speed freaks, you changed the game. You were when you lit up, you were basically there was no one like you, and there's never been anyone like you. And
3: some have tried.
1: Yeah, and some have tried. Yes, indeed. But the props that he gave Speed Freaks, I had never expected to hear that from any one of his positions, this is plural, to ever come out of his mouth.
2: Quickly, there was a time when I walked up to uh, Anthony at Pomona, and I can't remember how long ago, but it was a media guide that they had just 10 faces of drag racers on there. And uh, I asked him, who designed this? And he got so defensive because he didn't know where I was going. I mean, we're the freaks, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I saw that he was, you know, defensive about the question. And I finally said, look, he said, why? And I said, you've got old guys like John Force. You've got women like Angel Sam You've got black people like uh, Antron Brown. You've got got a whole cross-section of of America." Uh, uh, uh tony Petrugano? Oh, probably tony on there well, tony yeah Petrugano right on the... right yeah yeah so you got a whole cross-section of America there's no other motorsport where you can see that and you can see his face change and he was proud of the fact he said I did I said well give yourself a ribbon because it, it really anthony broke some ground himself and uh he was you know he, he was a, he was nice to know. He was a he was a good man to know at the time.
1: So to hear the props from him, and then of course you directed to him, because I, I, I do remember that NHRA media guide with all those faces on it, and I wouldn't have thought of it. But statman, being who you are and how long you've been in this business, I mean you see things through a different set of eyes, <laughs> different set of eyes than we do. But when you brought that up, even to this day, no one has matched that layout. No.
2: No. Yeah, and no one matches the, I think in the, looking at the NHRA today, there were at least four or five women in the pro stock motorcycle category, and that was probably more than all the women combined in all the other forms of motorsport in America.
3: Wow. Oh, ouch, but that's so true. Yeah, I saw round one, Angel Sampei versus Karen Stofer. Yeah, you're not going to see that anywhere else.
1: There you go. Nancy Lieberman with Ice Cube. That's right. Here in the Freak Nation. Lucas Oil Studios. Speaking of motorcycles, Andrew Hines. He's doing something this year that, frankly, he had probably no plan on, well, no plan on doing given his results last year. we got that. And Andrew, excuse me, Edwin Evers, one of the greatest names in Major League Fishing to be another great second hour of the freaks coming up Speed Freaks pits and the Lucas Oil Studios Never
7: since
0: then. The big city. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined
3: Let's score.
14: Attention, business owners.
15: Now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, Internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call
14: now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's
5: 800-470-7113. The is one of the world's premier resorts. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities,
16: amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past.
1: This second hour brought to you by ISM Raceway and that big old semifinal race coming up in Phoenix, November 10th. You have Friday night truck racing, Saturday afternoon Xfinity racing, then, of course, the big boys a cup Sunday afternoon. That race will sell out. Make your plans now to travel to Phoenix. Make your plans to get in that big old fat RV to hang out at ISM Raceway for the semifinal race. Again, ISM Raceway, ISMRaceway.com. This hour, Andrew Hines. Doing something this year on a bike, in the NHRA, that he didn't do last year. He's setting all kinds of finals records. Uh, He won a Norwalk. He'll be joining us at about 15 past the hour. Andrew, excuse me, Edwin Evers, Major League Fishing superstar. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Last hour, did you miss Ice Cube? Ice Cube with Nancy Lieberman. What about Alexander Rossi? Our conversation about Daryl Waltrip. We'll bring that conversation up about Daryl Waltrip. Again, this hour, because today was his last race to call at Sonoma. And I think, Crasher, the overwhelming support for Darrell Waltrip was cool. I didn't yes. see a whole lot of people going at him, other than it's just it was just time. It was just, or it's just, I don't know really what that means. when well, when certain, In some people's eyes, when certain things pass you by.
3: Yes. At the same time, though, you just... You've got to credit him, regardless if you liked boogity, boogity, boogity or not. You have to credit him for bringing a livelier, more lighthearted viewpoint with knowledge to the broadcast booth. Everything was so stale Mm -hmm. prior to him and Fox taking over. And regardless of if you if he grew on you or grew away from you, at least he. Was part of the big change that has made covering motorsports better.
1: And I also want to get to coming up, and I want to give it away. Statman's got a got a scat coming up at 20 past the hour. That it wasn't lost on me a decision that that is ISM, I almost said ISM, that IMSA and Scott Atherton, a decision that they they went another way that frankly I think is a bad decision. And and I that's about how I'm going to leave it. Because Statman knows more about this decision that they that they did or didn't do than I can elaborate in the next three or four minutes because I know we've got to reset for affiliates. So I want to get to that. Be sure you're sticking around for Statman's Gat coming up at 20 past the hour. And, again, thanks to our friends at Lucas Oil, General Tire, and all, that, all, all of them there for making this thing possible. Coming up two days, damn, two days, we'll be celebrating our 19-year anniversary. I'd be curious if I gave Statman a – piece of paper and crash a piece of paper and pencil both of your pencils mm. if you could write da- that <laughs> if me. each of you could <laughs> write down 15 of the musical acts that we've had on speed freaks over the last 19 years
2: oh wow I from would eating like to pizza with you. george Thorogood right? to uh, uh oh not Clapton, but the, the other guy. Uh, the other. Oh no, crap! Come on, Kenny. You're Which the I, music no, guy. No, I, I,
1: I. Yeah, I, I'm just asking you guys. Oh man. Who
3: right, am well, I let's, thinking let's, about? Come on.
1: Okay, Crash, you count 'em on your hands.
3: Let's just go with what he said so far: George Thorogood, Scorpions, Def Leppard,
1: Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Kenny
3: Wayne Shepherd, of
2: course.
1: Was that who you were oh, thinking of, Stapp was well, that not who you were thinking of?
2: No, no, we, we no. You said Eric Clapton? No, there, 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 there's two music heroes. There's Clapton, and I can't believe I can't remember the other guy. We've had Skinner
1: in here. We've had Judas Priest. We've had Motorhead.
2: Oh yeah. We've yeah, had yeah, Angels yeah,
1: and yeah. Airwaves. We, you've, Okay, you've already said Scorpions. We've had... Look at me. <laughs> oh, OAR. OAR was in here, correct? Good call on that.
3: Whoa, right? Smash Mouth, right? Back in the early days, because they were friends with Jimmy Vassar in the cart days.
1: You know, I think that yeah, yeah, yeah. They called in like from a, a Vassar pit, or Something, something of sounds that sounds nature, familiar. right? Yeah. Smash Mouth was in here.
3: Oh, Gene Simmons. Duh. Gene Simmons of Kiss. Kiss.
1: How many's that? Meatloaf. Jesus, Palomina. <laughs> You see, their Freak Nation.
2: They had people from that. Leonard Skinner. We had people yeah. Leonard yeah. Skinner.
1: And... All right, we're gonna reset Freak Nation and be right back with, you with some pit news and notes.
0: Speed freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks.
3: Welcome back to the Freaks. Before we get going on what's coming up in the second hour of the show, how could we, any of us, in our countdown to all of the musical acts that have been on the show in the last 19 years, how could none of us say Betty Blowtorch, who we just heard right there?
2: Yeah. Shame on us. Carlos Santana. Come on. There you go. Santana.
1: Welcome back to Speed Freaks. Resetting with some of our affiliates out there. We had a... It wasn't even a debate. It was some brain farts on musicians (laughs) that we've had here in the Freak Nation over the last 19 years. Coming up this hour, his name is Andrew Hines, NHRA Pro Stock Motorcycle motorcycle Winner, I should say, from Norwalk. He'll be in here. We're going to go out to Edwin Evers, one of the biggest names in all of Major League Fishing. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. And more about Darrell Waltrip's retirement from announcing NASCAR. first, Crash Gladys, Pit News and notes brought to you by General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com for the righteous tire for your righteous ride. Crasher?
3: Domination. That was the name of the game today in almost all forms of road course racing. Heck, even drag racing. Let's just throw it all in there. This was a dominant weekend. Let's start with Formula One, where Lewis Hamilton easily drove to victory in the French Grand Prix. And then he made sure that fans knew not to blame the drivers going forward for what have been mostly boring races this year. For those quotes... Some of them are interesting. Head over to racer.com. Can you say the same in IndyCar today? I mean, yeah, the race was commanded by Andretti Autosports' Alexander Rossi, which, by the way, we had him on just last hour. Head to speedfreaks.tv in case you missed some of his quotes, another interesting one on Formula One. But up in Wisconsin, there was a lot more activity going on behind the leader, from Scott Dixon's spin to Penske teammates Power and Newgarden getting after it. Rossi set a record for leading the most laps ever at this track. 54 of the 55 laps around the four-mile course. Only gave the lead up once toward the end to Graham Rahal via pit strategy. Now Rossi is just seven little points behind Newgarden for the season championship. Speaking of strategies, Martin Truex Jr. and Cole Pern, they showed all of NASCAR that his plan was the one to pay off on the road course of Sonoma in wine country. William Byron won the first stage, Denny Hamlin the second, but it was Truex who drove away from the field after Kyle Busch's final pit stop. Yeah, the gap to Kyle Busch ended up being 1.8 seconds, but to third place, 34 seconds and more. Yep, coming up now, another dominant guy, Andrew Hines, winning five of seven pro-stock motorcycle races this year. Wow. Speed
0: Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
3: Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba.
1: For over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, and your anywhere. From the aggressive all terrain performance of the new Grabber ATX to the strong and durable all purpose terrain grabber APT, General Tires balance excellent on road performance with off road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to generaltire.com. General Tire helping to keep speed freaks on the road since 2001 car
2: not performing right a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time but lucas fuel treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system the fuel pump fuel injectors even carburetors and valves as you drive it's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines lucas fuel treatment it
6: works MavTV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil motorsports. MavTV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships to name a few. MavTV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage Gears, and much more. MavTV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand
1: your mav tv
0: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
1: Sneaking up on 19 years, Freak Nation, of doing Speed Freaks with Statman, Crash Gladys, yours truly, Kenny Sargent. Thank you guys for being a part of it. Thank you, Lucas Oil, General Tire, and all of the other Big-timers that have hung with us, especially you, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out for 19 years. And all those affiliates, SiriusXM, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, all of you guys. Thank you, guys. Uh, Speaking of somebody that's been around a while, not just him, but his name, his last name, the Hines family, Andrew Hines. Dig this, Freak Nation. 2018, not one pro-stock motorcycle win, and then this year just freaking explodes. Five of the first seven races runs its record to... 21 and 2 in eliminations, elimination rounds. Hines, what's the, I mean, this is night and day. What is the night and day difference between this year and last year?
16: I don't know. I guess I had something going for me over the offseason that really changed, but it's just been a phenomenal ride. I tell you, it's just, last year was so bad with just not having any luck in the final round. And I think I went to five finals out of the first 10 in the regular season and just couldn't close the deal. It's just, can't pinpoint it exactly. Other than uh, our team worked hard to get this uh, new Motec ECU up, up and running, and, and good good specs. So now we know the motorcycles are performing, you know, the same every single time we go down the racetrack, and it's just unlocked that that door to get that last win light of the day.
2: Andrew Hines was the Pro Stock bike winner at Norwalk today. Sometimes Andrew, it's just the rider on the bike. Any special changes you made this year to get yourself ready for what's becoming a pretty good season for you?
16: Uh, yeah, I'd say there were some mental adjustments over the off season. I uh, got back on a workout regimen and made sure that I was mentally and physically fit to go through a whole race day again. It's just, you know, not much to do, you know, in the winter time in Indianapolis when it's zero degrees outside. So why not go to the gym? So um it just just kind of went down that avenue made sure i was uh back on par for where i should be for riding this motorcycle It takes a little bit of manhandling every now and then to throw it down the racetrack and make sure it's going as straight as it can be and that can be the difference at uh, the finish line by a few thousand so just uh tried to do my best to hold up my end of the bargain and uh motorcycle's working great got a new chassis underneath me that that we worked on throughout last year and headship ellis riding towards the end of the season so um it's, it's been working really well it works really good on a hot greasy track which is where we struggled in the past and it's just been a, a wild ride i tell you it's been phenomenal i got my sons here uh with me this weekend and eating ice cream at norwalk you know you get the pound of, of ice cream for a buck and how can oh. you go wrong with that then you get to the winter <laughs> circle and then they just keep feeding you more
3: a pound <laughs> of ice cream for a dollar that's insane andrew hines joining us here in the freak nation on a sunday night kind of bizarre question but I'm going to I'm going to let you know why I'm asking it after I ask it do you feel pro stock motorcycle riders are Disrespect it. And the reason I ask that is by motorsports fans. The reason I ask that is because you guys are doing the badass things that you're doing with no seatbelts, with no roll cages, with no Hans devices. It's just incredible to me. Yet what you're doing so far this year, and like you talked about the consistency in your bike, you don't always know that your bike is going to be consistent. I guess you could say that, again, with a car or a boat or anything else that races. But it's you guys. You are manhandling this motorcycle that can go crazy. At times do you feel like you you guys need more respect for what you are doing out there
16: i would say yes i mean these motorcycles are not easy to get down the track they're trying to do everything they can to throw you off the back heck we even spray glue on the seat to make sure we're not going to go anywhere in the first 60 feet so Whoa. you know it, sometimes it'll it'll pull over three and a quarter g's on the on the one two shift and it's you know it might try to shoot out from underneath you so It it takes a bit of finesse and a different kind of mentality, I think, to want to throw a leg over this thing and say, I'm going to throw the clutch away at 6,000 RPM and I'm going to go with this thing. You know, I've seen a handful of people get on these motorcycles and they do the rodeo, you know, where they got their left hand behind their head or their feet are up by the handlebars and they're about ready to do a backward somersault out off the motorcycle. So it's a different type of deal, you know. I look at the other guys as crazy because they're strapping their self into something that if it crashes, they're going with it. If I crash, the motorcycle goes away from me, and I get to go sliding on a, on a big, you know, not a wet slip and slide, but on a nice smooth racetrack where the motorcycle can go away and I can do my own thing. So they're strapping there into some, themselves into something where there's fire and explosions and walls coming at you. If I need to, I can pull the clutch lever and shut throttle off and get away from the motorcycle.
3: Yes, but when crashes do happen, like we see with MotoGP or AMA Superbike or you guys, it's your body that's rolling. There might not be a big fiery explosion, but your body's going end (laughs) over end for about six seconds
16: oh yeah i've seen my fair share of people doing cartwheels and i don't ever want to be in that position luckily i've been fortunate enough to uh, to know when enough is enough and and pull that clutch lever in if i'm going to hit the wall or do something like that so had some scary brushes with some cones and some uh some guard walls but never been uh, in a situation where i've tagged one so gotta know your limits at some point i guess
2: andrew hines the pro stock motorcycle winner from norwalk today Andrew, some competitors just like one track over another. may not be your home track, just a place where you feel more comfortable. And not from the track itself, but the surroundings and all the facility. Do you have one like that?
16: There are. You know, uh, you know, going to certain tracks like Denver, you know, uh, we, I grew up maybe from my 10-year 10, 10 to 20-year age, uh, three hours south of Denver. So the track wasn't exactly close, but it felt like home. And then uh, being in Indianapolis, you race around the Midwest; everything feels like home because it's flat and there's nothing around here. So, um, other than that, you know, it's 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 going to the racetrack and just knowing—I uh, I don't know—I guess I can't pinpoint it. Things just click at certain races, and for me, it seems like when it's hot out, I, I excel really well. It's probably because I can't think of anything else other than it's hot out here, and I don't <laughs> want to be out here anymore. So, <laughs> I kind of shut my brain off and let wipe the sweat out of my eyes and go up there and pop the clutch again.
3: Andrew Hines, you said it already. Ice cream, enough said. <laughs>
16: exactly. When they're when they're bringing out over five gallon tubs of ice cream in the in the uh, winter circle, it doesn't get much better than that, especially on a hot day.
1: Speaking of Hines, you guys wear legitimate leathers on those bikes. Ron Caps was talking about how he would lose eleven pounds over a weekend. What about bikers, pro stock bikers like yourself? How much weight do you lose over a hot summer weekend in drag racing?
16: Y- yeah. It- Usually I'm in, I'm in the five to six pound range throughout the weekend, especially on a weekend where it could be over hundred degrees and you're just pouring sweat at you. Um, you can't drink enough bottles of water and, and it's just, it's, you're just playing catch up all day long. seems like you never go to the bathroom and you're drinking 12 bottles of water a day. So it's all water weight and uh, it can get pretty hot and sweaty out there. And you know, Norwalk has typically been one of our hotter ones out here. So this weekend we had phenomenal weather with it being in the 70 degrees on, on uh, Friday and Saturday. And today it's, Wind blew in from the south, brought some warm human air up, but we were still able to get it done. And Hey, it worked out for me. Remember I said I like hot races?
1: Damn. <laughs> Andrew Hines, your post Motorcycle winner out of Norwalk. Do the younger fans realize the significance of your last name in motorcycle racing?
16: I'm not sure the younger fans do, but definitely their dads that are walking them around, they do. They, uh, they, they know that Vance and Hines has been around uh, the drag racing block for a long, long time. Uh, Terry Vance and uh, my dad, Byron, doing the Doing all the winning back in the heck, it even started in the seventies, and then yep. uh, doing all the exhibition pro stock motorcycle stuff in the eighties, and top fuel motorcycles back in the early eighties, and uh, you know making the first six second run on a motorcycle back in nineteen eighty two. So um, long, long history. The pioneers of this class really when it when it became a full series in eighty seven, and uh, just pushing away. You know they've they've helped so many people throughout the years, and uh, luckily I'm the fortunate one right now that's uh, reaping the benefits.
2: Andrew Hines, we just don't hear the name Hines in legendary terms among all motorsports like you do Force or Prudhomme or or, uh, Roush or Penske. You win as much or more than some of these other big brands. must be frustrating for you.
16: Yeah, you know, there is that divide between two-wheel and four-wheel, and uh, someday we can bridge that gap a little bit more closely. But, uh, you know, Vance and Hines was involved in AMA road racing and and, – some world superbike stuff, and we do a ton of cylinder heads at Vance and Hines out of our same race shop that our race heads on our Harleys go across the same machines as Supercross heads and Isle of Man TT stuff and AMA flat track and there's just a ton of stuff that we do throughout our shops that people don't realize. We don't do a whole lot of advertising for that; it's more word of mouth. And we work with some people that don't want other people to know because they think we do a good enough job. They have a performance <laughs> edge, so um, <laughs> that's that's where the negative the negative side of uh, People not telling people what we do can, uh, can bite us, but we got our hands full. We got uh, 34 guys at our shop between the flat track, AMA flat track team that we do for Harley Davidson, our drag racing team, and the uh, cylinder head and engine work that we do outsourcing for different series. So, got a great group of guys at Vance and Hines on, on the race shop side out, about, out of Brownsburg, Indiana. Can't say thanks to them enough. Um, we also got a ton of great support uh, Diamond Pistons and Denso Spark Plugs and Comp Cams and all these people that have helped make our Harley Davidson. Davidson's as fast as they possibly can be. We're looking forward to the rest of the year to come, and uh, we're re- really, really excited for it. Yeah, it's
8: you
3: awesome. talk about bridging that gap between the two-wheel gr- crowd and the four-wheel crowd, and, yeah, I, I don't get it. I would love to help because it just – it. My first Supercross race, I'll never forget it. I was blown away and fan ever since. My first Superbike race, blown away, fan ever since. And same, my first NHRA race, it was actually in Indianapolis. It was in the early 90s. And I remember I, I just looked around going, why aren't the people staying here for these bikes? These are amazing. And so, yeah, it's, it's something that I think once people maybe see it, kind of like NHRA in general, once you get to a race in person, no way you will not become a fan from that. Maybe that's just how the Absolutely. motorcycle group is.
16: Yeah, you know, motorcycles. If people don't ride them, they don't understand them or respect them. It's the yeah. people that do. They really get it. And the people that are out here in the stands that understand what the motorcycle riders are going through down that drag strip or or trying to think they understand. It's it's phenomenal. But there's people that just maybe the ones that don't want to pay attention to it. They just they don't they're not quite grasping what it takes to get a 400 horsepower motorcycle with a 10 inch slick to go not only. seconds in the quarter mile at nearly at 200 miles an hour. But it's getting to that point. We're going, we're going 165 miles an hour, in four seconds. So it's like I said, it wants to throw you off the back. It wants to do everything it possibly can. The runs that look boring are the fast ones. The runs that are exciting are the ones where people are hitting the cones and almost crashing and, and doing crazy stuff, but they don't, those aren't the ones that are went around. So you got to figure out the finesse side of the sport. And that's what the, it gets lost on a few people, but that's what I thrive on is uh, trying to make sure the motorcycle's perfect.
1: Andrew, thanks for doing this, man. Keep your keep it on kill, will you? Yes.
16: <laughs> uh, that knob is, is twisted off. I think the <laughs> threads are stripped out. So, that boy. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Love it. Yeah, no problem, guys.
1: And coming up next, more on Daryl Waltrip in his retirement, and I want to elaborate on your Statman Scat, which is happening. on Three, two, and one. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind.
2: Now I'm not sure I understand all the drawing board rules of the new world sports car category that's being called hypercars. But I do understand that hypercars will expand hybrid technology, electrification and production based machines at the tip of world sports car racing. I think that's a wonderfully good thing and evidently manufacturers are seeing it that way as well. This top class will replace the uber expensive LMP1 category with lap times approximately equal to what's now LMP1. Too. That alone indicates the rulebook will tilt toward production-based machines, even though prototypes will be allowed. Ford's departure from GT racing to consider a hypercar program will tell you that manufacturers are interested in less expensive machinery that somehow makes people think showroom and not wish world. Now, if only the NASCAR-based IMSA program would get on board for the U.S. Peace. Motorsports Radio,
0: redefined.
15: Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words
13: We all have those home projects we'd like to get to before summertime, but there's always something that gets in the way. For a lot of people, they worry about overpaying for their home projects, and how can you be sure you're getting a fair price? That's where Home Advisor can help. Home Advisor's True Cost Guide shows what others paid for similar projects so you know you're getting a fair price. Home Advisor can even help you find the right pro for your job. Whether it's a leaky faucet or a major remodel, just tell them what you need and they'll match you with top-rated pros who can do the job and are available to do the work. You can read customer reviews, request quotes, book appointments, and it's free to use. HomeAdvisor makes it easy, so don't wait. Get those projects done before the busy season hits so you can relax this summer to find the right pro at a fair price just ask home advisor go to homeadvisor.com or download the free app today
9: and now an ad from dad oh yeah just this one line right all right here we go save money on car insurance when you huh well it's not
16: i thought that was the mic
17: this is the mic here okay save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with progressive is that too close
9: sorry Well, I don't know where to stand. Nobody's told me where to stand.
5: Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen.
10: Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent, sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOBOXING.COM This is WBOBOXING.COM The World Boxing Organization.
1: Vintage Daryl Walter. Yep. 2003 Darlington Ricky Craven and Kurt Busch. Door to door, nose to nose, tail to tail <laughs> through the finish. Have you ever? No, I've never. <laughs> <So> <laughs> oh, Daryl Walter hangs it up. Well, oh, hung it up today after Sonoma. 19 years of calling NASCAR. Races. Then there is this
17: one. What can you tell us about the car tomorrow that we should anticipate? You know what? The biggest problem I have with that car? What? It's ugly. All right, but does it? Does it was for safety and cost reasons. Well, it's ugly, and and then I, I, the the thing I don't understand, and I've had this. He's not talking to about you, Jeff. Don't no. worry. It's it's just ugly. Just there kidding. is no alibi. It's ugly. <laughs> they need to work on that. But I don't know why they can't take the car we got now and make it like the car. Tomorrow. Jeff, you want to counter that, please? Move the frame rail out. Open up the halo bar. The things that they're, they're selling on this car tomorrow, do it to the car they got now. It'll save every team two to four million dollars.
7: Thank you for your honesty. <laughs>
1: Daryl Waltrip on a 2008 crash at Texas. I think we'll all remember this one. Michael McDowell.
16: There was some talk
0: of whether the team wake. tonight. <laughs>
16: Whether the team could switch points. Whoa, whoa, guys, whoa, whoa,
4: oh, no. Oh my gosh. I have never seen anything like that in my life. He hit that wall a ton. Oh my gosh.
1: Michael's moving around in the car.
5: My goodness, that car just hooked, went straight in. in. It did that. It did that hook and go up the hill, man. And that was a. Incredibly hard impact look at, in safer look at that, barrier. Look at
16: that safer barrier right there, how it just crushed all that stuff. That that is good though. Oh, that no, means it's that great. thing moved. It's great. It's just incredible how hard it hit. And then,
5: then the flipping helped the car dissipate the remaining energy, parts flying off it. Look at, out of look at Thank that. Look at that. And that wave to the fans. My goodness.
6: That says so much. For these race cars, it says so much for what these racetracks have done with this safer barrier. That is unbelievable.
4: And he walked away and waved to the crowd. My goodness. That was unbelievable. I I haven't seen a wreck like that anywhere lately.
1: And then the creme de la creme and the low point of low points was Michael Michael Waltrip getting his Daytona 500 win with his older brother, Calling the race, and then, of course, finding out about the death of Dale Earnhardt Sr. Same day, same race. The three
5: cars out! Hey!
3: I guess he's all right, isn't he?
1: Yeah. Bring back some memories there, Statman, huh?
2: Yeah, like we said the first hour, hour—that you talked about the same day, the same race, the same five minutes practically. It's right. just to go from one side of the coin to the other that quickly for someone who's never done it before. He handled it with such such incredible candor and uh Grace, frankly, Uh, he's, he's become an excellent broadcaster and we, we, I don't know if we expected that, but it certainly was refreshing. Like crash said earlier to have the Fox uh, broadcast over, you know, the G hall stuff that they used to do before then that I think, I think it's, it, he's, he's the bridge that made that happen.
1: Daryl Waltrip, again, hanging it up today after Sonoma, 19 years, 19 years, in his first race to call, yeah, man, the Daytona 500. Wow. Coming up in moments, his name is Edwin Evers. He is a superstar in Major League Fishing, and thanks to our friends at General Tire, he'll be joining us for about 10 minutes or so. Statman, we got about three minutes to spend on a, a quick topic in regards to IMSA. You brought this up in your Statman's cat. And I saw the announcement where IMSA and Scott Atherton, the crew, of course, the American sports car series, they're not following the lead or they're not accepting the invitation of sorts to advance their production in a in a means or ways necessary or the way we see the future of automobile uh, passenger automobiles going in regards to hybrids and electric motors. Is that a quick summary of sorts?
2: Yeah, that's a quick summary. I think they're they're more concerned. They're one of their major supporters is Cadillac and GM, and and Cadillac and GM apparently don't plan to spend the money to do the uh, hypercar program or even investigate. So they're going to support their sponsors, and you can say that's worthwhile. But Americans have always turned their back on international racing, and when they do decide to take that step, like with GT3 and GT4 categories in, uh, in GT racing, now that's the backbone of, of IMSA, the GT3 and GT4. Same in World Challenge, the same in, in all other motorsports, because manufacturers from elsewhere, car owners and car builders from elsewhere know that if they come to the United States, they're not going to be embarrassed by some American hot rod under a shade tree in, in uh, Georgia somewhere. They're going to be running against the same rules and the same cars. And uh, as American cars shrink, the fields shrink, they're going to want to have those cars coming on board. So, yeah, it's a giant mistake. Uh, And once Cadillac or GM decides we're going to do away with it, then um, what are they going to do then?
1: When you have a group like IMSA, and again, it's the – Top of the line sports car series for America, United States, that you would hope would be on the precipice, or at least set precedence when it comes to development. I understand about following sponsors and major league partners of your group, but
3: yeah, but when they're not making a good decision, yeah. you need to be the sanctioning body that steps in and says, "We need to do this together."
1: Uh, it sure sounds like the right thing to say and right thing to do, doesn't it? It's
2: just, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it, it's it's not the right thing when the Cadillac says I don't want to do this anymore, and suddenly he's out there holding a wrench. Order to do
1: <laughs> Coming up, the biggest. All right, one of the top five biggest names of all time in anglers, Major League Fisher, Edwin Evers. Next, Beatrice Pitts.
0: Motorsports Radio, redefined.
1: Now what if I told you that the best burger you could buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is. And it's Bubba Burger. How awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound? Jalapeno, Angus, all natural Bubba Burgers. Are you watching what you eat? Then grab the reduced fat or turkey Bubba Burgers. All in your favorite grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, go with Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba
9: <laughs> this is going really well. Yeah, so I guess you've heard then.
13: What? You mean that whole saving money with Geico thing? No,
15: that I'm actually a chess Hi
6: Pirate fans unite!
16: Yeah! That was not on the profile.
15: So now you've heard. Geico, saving people money on car insurance, and now an official partner of Major League Baseball.
6: Hey.
1: Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire, they got you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire, they're going to get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with speed freaks since 2001.
2: Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas high performance motor oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works.
0: You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. <laughs>
1: We're close to 19 years, Freak Nation, of doing this thing in the Lucas Oil Studios at Speed Freaks on Twitter, the website SpeedFreaks.tv. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent. Edwin Evers joining us here in the Freak Nation, a second time here. Uh, Major League Fishing superstar. I don't give a damn what you put in this guy's hand. You're going to catch something with it. Edwin, what's a, what's a perfect, I mean, a perfect setting for you? And I, I ask that because me being a radio guy or a TV guy, there are certain situations that I enjoy more I've got to have a cold studio, good sounding mics, a good set of headphones, and a good subject to interview. What's a perfect fishing day for a guy like you? Oh, man.
17: Being on the water at sunrise, you know, a little bit of wind, a little bit of ripple on the water, uh, you know, 70, 75 degrees, fish schooling everywhere. It'd probably be a pretty good ones. They'd go ahead and make them five to six pounders, <laughs> and an occasional 10 pounder thrown in there.
1: What about cloud cover? You like partly cloudy, cloudy, big-ass sun? What do you like?
17: Oh, shoot. Fishing-wise, you know, it just kind of depends on where you're at. You know, in smallmouth country up north, I want bright sun, you know, but if you're in largemouth country, most of the time it's a mostly cloudy, partly cloudy type day. Uh, The fishing gets really good.
3: You had a tournament, I forget exactly where it was, earlier this year where you were in an area that wasn't producing as well as others all around you, but you stayed. Why would you stay in an area? It paid off for you, but why would you stay in an area that wasn't necessarily producing? What did you know?
17: Uh, I'm pretty hard-headed. Which tournament are you talking about? You know, I I feel like a lot of times if I'm in an area and, and I know I can see everything around me, I know it's not getting fished, you know, and and so many times you'll take off running to your secondary spot or another area that maybe you found in practice and there might, there might be two or three boats on it. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, if I can make it work in the area that I'm at, even if it's subpar and I know I've got it to myself or it's not getting beat up by a lot of local pressure or other tournament pressure, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and try to make it happen in that area does that make
3: sense absolutely because in this particular instance and i wish i could remember which one it was it paid off for you but you just brought something up that was intriguing to me you said if you can get in an area that doesn't have local pressure are you telling me that sometimes at these big time tournaments you've got random people fishing around you that are not a part of the tournament
17: oh yeah it happens oh dude
3: i would be flipping them off and saying get the hell out of my way (laughs) how do you deal with that
17: i can't be doing that <laughs> you know there, i may want to or think about it but uh you know in the end of the day nine times out of ten I, I mean the guys that i'm fishing against they they pretty much know what they're doing but the guys that are out there on the water they if and especially if they're on the water during one of our tournaments they really don't have a clue you know the people that have a clue are that are pretty decent fishermen they're not going to be on the water but it's a public body of water, so that's that's how it is. It, it's uh, in the racing world, you know, that's a good thing about it. You guys can have that, that track or that, that whatever it is, you know, to yourselves all day long. You don't have somebody out there on a four-wheeler cutting up with his kids.
3: <laughs> it's so true. but And like you said, they might not know what they're doing, but at the same time, they can mess with you. I mean, not intentionally, but they can really jack with the fish or the water or whatever around you to affect your day.
17: It, you know, if that's affecting my day, I'm having a pretty bad day. I'll be honest with you. If something wow. like that, you know, because it's, uh, you know, and I say this, and next week I'll have 20 of the best locals fishing within five feet of me. But, you know, in 20 years of doing it, I, I can only think of one or two instances where somebody really was in the way or really, you know, caught a five-pounder that, that I was working my way up to or, or you know, something that, that had an effect on the, the outcome of the day. Uh, you know, now with, with, the major league fishing format, that's even different because you have to catch so many fish throughout the day. So, um, uh, you know, in the past where you had one, uh, one mistake and you, let's say you made a mistake on a five pounder that may have been the only five pound bite you got. And you went from having, you know, five, three pound fish that weigh 15 pounds, but you throw that five pounder in and you would have had 17 pounds and that can be the difference in 40 or 50 places. Uh, with Major League Fishing, with every fish counting, you can overcome some of that stuff uh, just by catching sheer numbers you on know, lots of them.
2: Edwin Evers is in the Speed Freaks pits, one of the greatest fishermen in the world. Major League Fishing, General Tire. Edwin, every sport has unwritten rules, etiquette that they have to follow in the game. What are some of the unwritten rules, the etiquette in fishing? You
12: know, just...
17: When a guy pulls up in front of you or cuts you off, you know that's just
2: you don't you don't
17: do that in pro fishing. And uh, unfortunately, there's a few that that maybe haven't learned that rule yet. But you know, 90% of everybody's really really good. Uh, you know, as far as being in the boat, you know, there are certain instances where like slamming a rod, you know, a rod box lid, or jumping up and down in the boat, or stomping <laughs> in the boat, uh, that can have an effect on certain situations if you're in an area of pressured fish or you know pretty calm conditions you know those sound waves really travel a long ways under the water if you ever go swimming underneath your boat or your ski boat whatever it is in the summertime and you're swimming out away from it and somebody taps on the side of your boat you can hear that from a long ways off and there's sometimes that'll affect, affect fishing you know it's a um it just will they, they they know man danger's coming or you know let's 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 hide here and wait till this this uh, loud noise passes it's just kind of like a, a white-tailed deer or something like that but you know just I, I would say just to answer that in short you know as far as outside the boat somebody cutting you off uh the other would be you know somebody making a lot of noise in your in your in your boat
2: Edwin Evers from Major League Fishing is with us. Edwin, every sport has young people that come in, and they're learning the sport. In Major League Fishing, do you veterans ever take hold of some of these guys and say, hey, look, we don't do it that way here?
17: I don't know that we're going to say we knock them down, but we do suggest there is a better way to do it. (laughs) You you know, we try to be, you know, politically correct at most, but I won't, I, I will say there's other been times it's gotten pretty heated and. And uh, that would be for a discussion off the air.
1: <laughs>
17: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> they talk, there's there's so many things written by you, Edwin. And one of the instances was they were talking about the new format for Major League Fishing, how it's different than previous years. I'm not sure what that difference is, but it's really how you made adjustments the first half of the Major League Fishing season and have done so well. What are those changes, and how have you been able to make those adjustments?
17: You know, the biggest change is it, it would be just making adjustments really quick on the water. And, and you know, in the past, a guy could get kind of lucky. And, and what I mean by that, you know, you could fish all day long, and we could go back to having five three-pounders in your live well, and in the last five minutes, you pull up right before the, the deal, and you flip up next to a, a log that's been flipped next to – 20 times that day and you get lucky and you catch a five pounder that just moved up and you have that 17 pounds and it moves you up that 30 to 50 places depending on how tight the weights are in major league fishing you have to catch them all day long it's it's the guy that figures out how to catch fish you know so it's everything's magnified you know you just you don't have to get just five bites you have to get as many bites as you can and uh I feel like I've just made really good adjustments with the changing conditions every day, you know. Um, and I think that just comes from years of fishing experience, you know. I say all that, and I'm, I may make a bad adjustment this next next tournament, but you know, so far, just making adjustments with the weather and the, and the and the changes every day, and and the changes that the fishing pressure, you know, put on the fish. I feel like I've made pretty good adjustments in, in reading the water and and kind of figuring out what's going to happen before it actually happens and uh you know the quicker you can make those adjustments and and make those decisions it's that many more bites you'll put in the end of the boat and put on the score tracker by the end of the day
3: so edwin evers how in the world does a communication major become like what you were just alluding to a weatherman a sportsman a soothsayer how how did this come about for you honestly
17: answer to that i thought the communications major would be about the easiest to get through college you, know, Dad said, hey, you keep an ab average in college i'll let you uh, keep that boat down there and as long as you pay for the storage and, and upkeep and insurance on it and you know, i just had to figure out a way to pass and go to enough classes to, to keep that ab average in college now kidding aside i thought it would be good you know as far as speaking and trying to work with sponsors yeah uh, you know, we do a lot of that stuff traveling the country, and you know, from an early age, I really wanted to be doing what I'm doing, and uh, that was a big part of, of, of why I
3: chose that major. So basically, then it's because I mean, you are you are a you're a weatherman. I mean, you, so much of what you do depends on the weather. So this is just something it, getting a, a knowledge base of what's going on in the atmosphere. That's something that you just basically learned young and have been able to perfect to where you are now.
17: Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, and I think people that spend so much time outside, they kind of, you just kind of get used to feeling those changes and what's taking place and that barometric pressure. I know that kind of sounds funny, but I spend a lot. I, you know, in, in the average lifespan, lifespan of a forty-four year old, I've been outside as many as any. You know, uh, in all conditions across the country.
1: Edwin Evers joining us here in the Freak Nation, Major League Fishing pro, one of the best ever joining the freaks. Couple of things before you get the hell out of here. Why in the hell haven't you sent us some of your snappy Evers pecans?
17: Ooh, I am all out to be honest. What it's are you a, talking about? I am. It's a man. A, we we sold all we possibly had, and I wanted to get you some really good fresh ones. So as soon as I start harvesting in October, I will get you some really good ones. Um, I just will. That's just that's the honest answer.
1: That is greatness, man. Ooh, All right, so let's get the uh, let's get the Longhorns ah, <laughs> Sooners conversation out of the way, quick style. Baker Mayfield, dude's gonna spend you know, he's spending his second year in the National Football League this year and he's continues to talk smack about Sam Ellinger with the Longhorns. F- frankly, I like that. I like it when athletes go after each other. You know, don't take it below the belt, but when you could talk some smack and back it up, that's balls.
17: Oh, it is. Baker's all about it, too. You uh, he cannot help but but love Baker, you know. Love or hate him. He's uh, He did great things at Oklahoma, and, and you look what he's done with the Cleveland Browns organization and all that he says and does. But, man, he's got everybody rallied around him. You know, when he came in halfway through the season last year, and, uh, you know, obviously I guess I'm a Baker fan because he's a winner. He gets after it, you know. He, he plays with everything.
1: Edwin, I don't love Baker Mayfield.
17: Well, that's okay. You, you'll come to it one of these days. No, I it won't. It's, it's
1: my old man was born and raised in Norman. I was raised in Dallas. And Texas OU weekend was brutal.
17: I bet it was. Oh,
1: my whole fam, my whole dad side of the family are alums from OU. So needless to say, it was uh, it was a hard October weekend.
17: <laughs> yeah. Well, you could always come over to
1: the winning side.
3: Mm. Oh, oh wait, excuse me. What happened last year? Okay, oh
1: okay. yeah. <laughs>
17: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, Here yep, we go yep.
1: It's freaking June We're already talking yeah, smack yeah, right. about
17: October Hey, there's no sports on right now We gotta talk about football <laughs> Basketball's over And we're right. a long way from the World Series and baseball Man.
1: Edwin Evers Major League Fishing Pro Joining us here in the Freak Nation Thanks to our friends at General Tire Edwin, I'm gonna hold you to that delivery of the pecans come fall
17: Yes sir, I'll get it your way oh my Thank you buddy Alright, thanks guys for having me on Not Not
0: much motorsports. Not much motorsports. Helio or Helio. Not, not, not. not Well, not only that. Much, much,
3: much. Thank you, I love you. And
0: headlining the party. Douchebags. Not
3: much motorsports.
0: (laughs) Freaks.
3: Not much motorsports.
1: I knew there was another reason why I was excited (laughs) to have a girl as a... My first child and only child, especially with this story. A Russian teenage boy undergoing testicular surgery for a suspected malignant tumor was discovered to instead have a tooth growing inside his scrotum. Stop asking me package questions. I'm done answering them. Next. Doctors were shocked to find a molar had grown in the 13-year-old boy's testicle instead of his mouth where there was actually a gap for that specific number missing tooth. Come on. Yeah. Stop asking me package questions. I'm done answering them. Next. hospital said the surgery revealed it was the real seventh tooth, a molar, was growing inside the testicle, the exact one that was missing in the jaw. Dental science knows examples when teeth grow inside the lung or a thigh, but a tooth growing inside a testicle is a truly unique case, Cowboys. Stop Bush.
9: asking me package questions. I'm done answering them. Next.
1: It was removed at the Moscow hospital, and doctors say the surgery on the schoolboy, who has not been identified, was a success. It was a temporary, usually replaced by the permanent tooth at the age of 10 to 12. Uh. We found out that folks spending a whole lot of time, well, Millennials, a whole lot of time on their cell phones or growing horns
2: at the back of their neck.
3: That was trending on social media this week. <laughs> it's not a horn.
2: Imagine if that kid needed a root canal. That would have been Dude. a whole. Yeah. Stop asking me package questions. I'm done answering them.
1: Next. <laughs> oh, my God.
3: <laughs> a whole other meaning to root canal. <laughs>
1: oh, a whole other meaning to uh, open wide son
10: you a man whore
1: come on stat man stop it with that will you? <laughs> Don't oh my god <laughs> Can you count my teeth? Where is the beef?
2: <laughs> what happened in the womb? Not much more <laughs> oh, <yeah>, right.
1: <laughs> right Crash that's so true. What happened in the womb for that to happen to a kid
3: like a sex machine?
1: No, no, no
3: don't say no. He was flexible or something.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get this one, Crash. Brilliant. Yeah, that one's been around for almost 19 years. That
7: has, yes. God.
1: Well. Yeah, it has. Seriously, if I found one of those in my young baby boy. Kick the baby. All right, out of there. Let's get that damn thing out of there. Yeah. Step man. <laughs> happy early 19th we'll do it again next week shoot the juice to the moose and what the hell is that cut it loose
0: <laughs> speed freaks motorsports radio read 5.